Hi, today we're going to um, go over the plot and summary of the amazing movie Aquaman. Everyone's like, amazing movie? What? It's so campy. It's goofy. It's kind of like Screwball. But you got to admit, it is a super fun action adventure from D DC Comics. And we have so many things to like about it. I mean, the number one reason is Jason Momoa. I mean, he is so charming and his smile is so uh, infectious and his laugh is incredible and all the special effects and the costumes let's not forget Mira's wearing this really cool like glowing jellyfish dress and if you like amazing adventures check out Margaret Merlin's journal the battle of the black witch it's a book series where um she's a female wizard and she discovers she's a wizard keeper of secret and she's a long lost um descendant of Merlin and her father's name, author. So um, it's really, really good. It's by A. Banks at Amazon. So let's continue this amazing story. So everyone's like, okay, Jason's name and Aquaman is Arthur Curry. And, you know, he was born, um, his father is a lighthouse keeper, and his mother is the queen of Atlanta. And uh, his mother's played by the amazing Nicole Kidman, and her name is Atlanta. And so she is fleeing from, of course, her betrothed king that she doesn't like. And um, and so, you know, she she uh, didn't didn't really dig him. So she went to the land. So this whole thing is about um, Atlantean under the sea and the land dwellers. So um, his mother, Atlanta, you know, goes to the um, the land and she meets Thomas, the very humble, normal, very nice, you know, working middle class lightkeeper. And she, of course, is the most beautiful and powerful queen of Atlantis, Atlanta. And so they, you know, they have a romantic relationship. And of course, Arthur is their son. And um, so... And um, so the king is looking for, you know, her. So, and um, uh, author, Aquaman, half man, half land, half land man, and half underwater man, right? Um, so his, uh, and his half brother, Orm, and it doesn't really recognize anyone that's like, you know, a land dweller because they're all about the sea. And, um, so he grows up and he's kind of like a misfit, you know, on land because, you know, so uh, and um, so that's what's going on. And then he's going to meet this princess, Atlantean princess named Mira. And uh, she, you know, wants him to find the Trident of Atlantis, which is a magical weapon that belonged, of course, to the first ruler of Atlantean, which has a very powerful uh, it's very powerful, and of course, it's got to be a good person and a true, true uh, leader, and um, that would be very helpful. So, so um, Thomas is uh, Thomas Curry. You know, uh, they meet the lighthouse keeper Thomas Curry, which is played by Tamara Morrison, and um, they, you know, that's how they meet Nicole Kidman is unconscious, washed up the shore, and she's wounded. And so that's when Thomas, uh, author, Aquaman's father, takes her in, and 
and then she tells him her name is Atlanta. Of course, she's the queen of Atlantis. And so they, that's when they have the baby. So um, Thomas and Atlanta, Nicole Kidman, the queen of Atlanta, and the simple housekeeper guy, you know, have emerged relationships and their parents too, their son, Arthur. And um, then everything's good until the people are looking for his mother. So these commandos come in, burst into the home, they attack, and they want to get Atlanta, Nicole Kidman, the queen of Atlanta, back to her betrothed, King Oravax. And um, so, you know, she, of course, is going to be really, like, able to do this Power Ranger things, kick butt, no karate, kicks back and fights, and then beats the commandos down, of course, because one person in these movies always is able to do that. It doesn't matter how many people you see in commandos, whatever costumes, they're going to be able to kick, be kicked butt by one person or two people. And um, so she gets away with Thomas, an author, and Atlanta, Nicole Kidman, the Queen of Atlanta, tells tells her husband or... Their, uh, her son's father, Thomas, she's got to return for Atlantis to, to, to keep her son safe. And then she says, I will, I will, she vows to return to both of them someday. So it's a romantic moment. She kisses Thomas goodbye, leaps back into the ocean and leaving Arthur. And she, before she leaves, she, she leaves him with a five ten sea fork. You know, that's her thing, the, uh, the trident, the five ten sea fork or our dinner fork. And so when he's ready to use it, so he's like, what, what's this? <laughs> he's just a kid. And then he's kind of picked on the school and bullied because he's different. And then of course there's a sea aquarium and a shark starts banging on the glass. Like bang, bang, bang. Hey, I know you, I know you, you're Aquaman. Uh, are you Jason Momoa played Aquaman? Doesn't matter. And, and, um, and everyone's like, and it cracks the aquarium glass and it, all the kids are suddenly scared. And then, um, of course, Jason's so cool, Aquaman or author, and um, his eyes glow yellow, and he he can command them. It's like settle down, sharks, and and all you guys in the aquarium. Don't eat my schoolmates, even though you should eat my schoolmates for taunting and bullying me. Kind of sounds like now. If you like children's stories, please check out um, Enchanting Book Readings podcast. We have uh, Charlie the Dolphin Adventures because Charlie's best friend is a shark, and they leave live in the kingdom of Kodora, and there's uh, Princess uh, Kira and um, and her brother, and it's super, super fun and great for kids. So if your kids are wanting to watch something underworld, sea creatures with like dolphins and, and sharks and princesses and kings, check out Charlie the Dolphin Adventures on Enchanting Book Reading Podcast. So let's go. Um, so then little author grows up, 20 years later, and there's this whole thing about a Russian submarine. And Jesse King, played by Michael Beach, I love that name, Michael Beach. So he's the older guy, a, a pirate. Oh, you know, we know there's like pirates. And oh, Margaret Merlin's journal and book two, Margaret Merlin's journal, the mask uh, of the parallel, uh, the unleashing the dark one, there's pirates in that and these little critters you're gonna love that so check out book two as well margaret Marlin's journal unleashing the dark one so we all love these pirates things so these pirates led by the dad jesse kane and his son david and so this is really important to remember because um you know jason momoa you know stops the sub and they defeat these people and this pirate jesse kane 
um, is about to kill Aquaman, author, and um, and then uh, author retaliates from being almost killed and then ends up piercing Jesse in the chest. So that's not going to rub too well with Jesse King's son, David, who's played by Yah Abdul Mateen II. Um, you know, cause that's gonna, you know, he's got to avenge his father's death. And, um, so, and then the sub goes underwater and Jesse gets pinned under the torpedo. And then David, um, you know, is, uh, tries to please for, to free his father, but it just doesn't work. And, um, so David just know, he, he just, uh, climbs out of the sub and then uh, uh, basically author ends up rescuing the Russian crewman. And then David's going to get away on another sub. Hey, there's two subs. Usually there's just one sub, right? But it's a movie. You got to have like the escape vehicle. So he gets away on this sub, David. And, you know, keep that in mind. So because David is the son of the pirate. And then author goes to his dad with his dad, uh, Thomas, and waits on the dock you know, waiting for his wife or uh, and his mom. Like they go to the dock, just waiting for the day that she'll come back. Cause that's the thing you do when you're in love, it's romantic, it's movies. And then of course they're gonna go to the bar because why not go to a bar? It's cool. And you know, in Star Wars, they go to the bar and meet all these cool people. And then um, everyone's like, oh wow, Aquaman. Whoa, whoa, he's so cool. And then Thomas goes, oh, that was my son. And, um, and then he says how, you know, author, you're supposed to unite the surface world and the kingdom of Atlantis. So basically the land world and the underwater world. And then of course you're gonna have the, the group of bikers cause like, why not have bikers or punk rockers and try to get a fight. And, uh, you know, they just wanna take pictures of him of course, cause we live in a social media world. And then, so basically while all that's going on after the whole pirate Russian submarine thing down at Atlantis author's half-brother Orm played by Patrick Wilson um so he has a mentor which is author's mentor which is Nudius Volko Volko play, played by the amazing and fantastic William Defoe he's so awesome and so they they are getting prepared to meet with the King Nubris of Ex Exabel played by Dolphin Lundgren my mom loves kick butt movies and karate movies, Dolph Lundgren. Oh my God. This is, you know, she's Italian. She's older. This is fun for her. So yeah, I'm like, mom, watch this movie. You're going to love it. You know, and it's got great people, great action, special effects. It's funny. It's campy. You're going to laugh at some spots. You're going to just be like, oh my God, that's so funny. And that's why you watch an action movie with special effects. It's got to be some fun. I mean, it's not supposed to be super serious, especially if it's sci-fi. I mean, it's not a drama. So Orm wants, Orm, which is um, author's half-brother, remember? Patrick Wills, played by Patrick Wilson. So Orm, the half-brother of author, who's down in Atlanta, uh, you know, wants to be king and r rule everything, uh, wants Neuris, Neuris to uh, form an alliance with him. And that's King Nurus of Exabel, so that they could, you know, start gaining forces. And also in Margaret Marlon's journal, uh, Drattler is the king and he has 11 kingdoms and his, his son is um, 
his young son, he wants him to be the leader, but everyone sees how powerful Margaret Merlin's journal is. So like Margaret and uh, Drattler's own son, uh, you're gonna have a lot of this stuff joining kingdoms because she lives in the real world on land and they live in the magical realm. So it's a very, very, very cool stuff. I thought it was very interesting. So please check out Margaret Marlin's journal, The Battle of the Black Witch, book two, Unleashing the Dark One, book three, The Mask of the Parallel World, which takes place most mainly in Italy, and book four, Margaret Marlin's journal, uh, The Quest for the Golden Key takes place in China. So the second book, Unleashing the Dark One, takes place in Paris. You're gonna love it by A. a. Banks. And so, um, so that's when they're under the underworld. You start seeing how uh, author's brother is dealing with his his own uh, mentor, and um, and and, and gain, you know meeting with the kings of other kingdoms to to you know make this alliance. And Orm is using this as excuse to, he really wants to attack the surface world because they, he, he believes that they were gonna strike the underworld and, you know, people that are, you know, that like wanna be king and rulers and leaders, and they gotta like motivate other people to work with them and give them a reason. Oh, they're gonna take us over. So we gotta, you know, we gotta do something about it. And also Neris, is aware that's King Neris, Mara's dad. Um, he knows about Arthur, and and but Orm is like, oh, I don't know who that is. I don't acknowledge my half brother because he's half Lynn, half you know, like a half breed. And and also, and Charlie, the Dolphin Adventures on Enchanted Book Reading podcast, um, he's adopted by an octopus family, so that's really cool. So and people tease him. And, but that one's like rated for kids <laughs> and um, like Aquaman, very successful, very successful movie. Um, and Chani Book Readings is ranked top 1% globally. So check it out. If you're a kid or adult, you're going to love it. You're going to love it so much. And it hits number one weekly in countries. So a lot of things in common here. So um, that Orm just doesn't want to acknowledge his brother because, you know, the you know, put that social media out, <laughs> put those tweets, <laughs> make that like public opinion, like not good. Oh, he's half and half, so it can't be good. And um, he doesn't want anyone to know that his mother lived among surface dwellers. How dare she? We're purebreds, we're pure blood. We're, we're rich, we're kings, we, we deserve to have it. We can't be tainted with like the lower class or the working class or ooh, the land class. And then a blast hits the area and that's when the submarine comes in for attack. And then Orm and Norris, uh, you know, strike back. And then um, then the, the sub goes down to the lowest depths of the ocean. And, you know, they mess it up. And then um, they're like, whoa, yeah. See, they are attacking us. So we really got to join forces. Orm, uh, Patrick Wilson, author's real brother. And um, so... So that evening, you go back to the land. Arthur and his dad, Thomas, are leaving the bar. And then he meets Princess Mara, you know, the girl with the long red hair and the famous green suit. And um, that she's the daughter of Neris, that just the King Neris of Exabel, being played by Dolph Lundgren, who is making the deal with Orm, Arthur's half-brother, Patrick Wilson. So remember all this, because it all goes together. So it's like, okay, my dad's gonna be signing up, signing up with and siding with Orm, 
but maybe I can go after this guy and, um, you know, cause she's, she basically is a warning author. I don't know why she's warning him or why she wants to warn him, but she, she's going to just warn him that, um, her, his half brother is planning to wage war on the land, land surface. And, um, then the people on land and sea won't be in, be in danger and a big, big war is brewing. And author, of course, is not interested and it's like, oh, I'm just not dealing with this. It's not my problem. You know, you know, the reluctant hero. And it's like, well, let me just tell you this, that Vocal has found a path to the long lost trident of Edland. And that can be used to defeat Orm. And then Arthur can claim his place as the rightful king of Atlantis. But, you know, Arthur's not really interested. He's got a humble dad. He lives on the sea. He goes drinks with his buddies, biker buddies. He's just not interested. And, you know, and also more so because he believes that these underwater people, the Atlanteans, executed his mother because that's what they made, you know, is the rumor. That's what they put out there or his half-brother, you know. So they he thinks his mother, Atlanta, is dead. And he's like... Oh, I can handle Orm my own way if he attacks. You know what I mean? And then meanwhile, you know, in the North Sea, Orm is with his is meeting with David. Remember David? Remember I told you remember that? A uh, David whose dad died um at, you know, in the Russian submarine. So Orm and David do a little deal and and Orm David's motivated by gold coins and revenge vengeance. Uh, the death of his father, blames it on Aquaman. Then suddenly this huge tidal wave, really, really, really big tidal wave is heading towards the mainland. And um, of course, authors with his dad, they're driving home. And then of course it hits their, their truck and um, you know, then they're in this big old tidal wave. And of course, because author is Aquaman, he knows how to swim. He's half man, he's half land, so of course he can swim. His dad's this regular human, land human. And the, and then Mara comes in and helps, and they're able to uh, get Thomas, you know, from under the tidal wave, help him from being drowned, and actually revive him. And now, you know, this tidal wave just dev devastates the mainland. Things are destroyed and broken. You know, a tidal wave, you've seen them. It just, just smashes and devastated. And so this really starts changes his mind. And um, so Mira gets him to, you know, on her mission to stop Orm, his half brother from doing this. And then they, um, then they go to this cliff. Um, that's the place where Volko taught Arthur to swim. And, um, and, you know, that's, he was, uh, starts remembering his Atlantean instincts and just, you know, remembers his mother sea fork. And then of course, Mir has this cool watercraft because that's the side, you know, you have to have cool, cool aircraft, watercraft, flying abilities. You gotta be able to do like, you know, kicks and karate chops and and all these cool moves because it's a science, you know, it's an action film. It's it's a, a big DC comic film. So you gotta have to be able to all those things. You gotta really you know, so just think you get paid like how many millions of dollars you get to go train to be in super fit shape. You get all the editing help, all the makeup help, all the, 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 the directing help and working with the best actors, having a good time. Wouldn't it be so much fun to be in a movie and just like you get in the best shape ever. 
you only have to work like a couple months of the year and you're making big million dollar paydays. Oh God, to have a beautiful body, a charismatic smile, a gorgeous face that the that the screen loves, kind of just, just to be part of that would be so fun and so amazing. Like, oh my God, there's only so few people that make it. And like, whether you like, you know someone to get in there or you work your butt off with talent to get in there somehow, they you get in there, how much fun. I mean, just all the fun and meeting all those fun people. What a blessing in life to, to actually be in a set like this. And, um, you know, I did meet some of these people, like uh, one of the producers, he actually, when I was here, I had a birthday party and this guy gave me a birthday party and it was down at the marina all the way down to Hermosa Beach to Manhattan Beach and had all like this he just he was just a some guy that I knew that had a yacht in and one of the producers of this movie um from Princeton we all went there and he even had like all this alcohol I wasn't a really big drinker I didn't even know Covassier the crystal glass bottle, how many thousands of dollars it's worth. And, and, and that person said, can I have this empty bottle? Not knowing how expensive it was. And I could have had my rent paid for like probably three or four months back then. But, um, so yeah, so, but, um, you know, I was a little shy, had anxiety and I, you know, I started the acting game pretty much late. Cause when you're starting acting in Los Angeles and you're like, if you're over 20, all of these other kids have already been acting in commercials and TV shows since they were little kids. So to come at it, you know, when you're over 25 and you're not like a, you know, this beautiful, stunning Barbie, but you're just this, you know, cute actor. It's, you know, you got a lot of competition, a lot of competition. And, um, and some people, you know, just have more relationships and can get in there. So good for them. They made it. And um, you just got to find your way in. Right. So anyhow, back to the story. So, okay. So this big tidal wave is devastating. And then author, uh, author and Mira goes on her cool watercraft. And then they ride past Atlantis to the sunken ship. Cause there, of course there's going to be a sunken pirate ship. And there they meet Volko. And um, Volko tells author that the legend of the Atlantis trident it's real. Of course it's real because now they're trying to get him to go find this trident and it belonged to the, you know, I told you the founding King Atlantan who's played by Graham McTavish. And um, it has a very powerful steel design, which the, this design will allow someone worthy to rule over Atlantis, exactly like Margaret Mullen's journal. She's picked by Merlin because she's a long lost descendant of Merlin to be the wizard keeper of secrets. And he writes to her in her journal and everyone's looking for her powers, her powers within, but he communicates to her in this uh, journal and the, the words erase after he gives her instructions. And she's got to keep these powerful secrets and keep, you know, and they want her to be the queen, the new queen. And because Dart, you know, Drattler is just a bad guy. And it's, a, it's an amazing book. I know you're going to love it so much. So, um, so they they want them to find this this steel trident and and you know it's kind of like you know author and pulling the sword out of the stone the the rightful ruler with a good heart and a pure heart can take it it's the same thing the trident someone who's pure and worthy uh, is able to rule Atlantis and uh, if you want a really cool story if you have kids you want them to watch something 
an enchanting book reading podcast, there is the swinging tree and the tree gives gold out. It gives gold out and the kids go there to swing and have fun and enjoy and play. And it will give gold to people with a pure heart. And then this evil wampus pompous rumpus, this evil elf, um, wants gold from the tree, but the, the tree refuses to give him gold. So he puts a curse on the tree that no one can see the tree. No one can find the tree. So for a thousand years goes by, no one can find the tree. And one day a little lost girl finds the tree and the tree can't believe someone can see it because he's had no one play on it. No one swing on him for years. And she's able to see him. And um, he gives her these little rocks to find her way home to make a path. And um, basically she ends up with the golden tree and like she's able to bring the tree back where the kids can play on it. It makes a beautiful park and <laughs> that elf gets mad. So, okay. So um, they're talking to Volko, Arthur Mirror and Volko. And um, they're talking about how they can like stop the attack from his brother Orm on the land. And so then Arthur goes to meet Orm. Oh gosh. And then Orm is, you know, says, Hey, your mother is executed for bearing you a child from the surface. The old no shaming and like you're a mixed child. You're you're not worthy. You're half man, half sea. Oh, how could you taint our bloodline? All that kind of stuff. And uh, then, you know, Orm Orm did exactly what he thought it would do. Author feels like he's to blame for his mother being being executed and dying but he doesn't know she's really alive and then um orm tells him oh yeah you know that's why land dwellers do harm and look at all the things they've done to the ocean with the pollution and the trash and you know yada 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 and he offer he tells author you know you leave and never to return but then author is like oh how about this i'm gonna challenge you to a duel and because you know, as an Atlantan, he's able to challenge to duel. So I like this because this is kind of like, you know, um, you know, the old fashioned Westerns and um, uh, Mask of Zorro, you know, challenge people to a duel. And so you're right to, you know, fight for what's right. And so um, vocals like, no, 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 tries to say no. And Mira's like, no, no, no. And of course, Orm, you know, thinking he's so great and can defeat his brother because he's so powerful, he accepts. And then so they're about to do this duel. And Arthur has his mother's sea fork. And then, um, and then, oh, oh uh, Orm is, uh, Mira is actually betrothed to Orm, Arthur's half brother. So she's supposed to, you know, she's promised to Orm to be, to be married. And she has a bracelet saying that she, on her that says belong to Atlanta's mother. And then, so that kind of sets a flashback that, um, you know, what's going on? How does she have my mother's bracelet? So, um, and then they go to the ring of fire. That's where this duel will commence kind of like, you know, back in Rome, you know, kind of like the equivalent of, you know, the, you know, the, the gladiators fighting in the, you know, the big old Coliseum. So they have a ring of fire, of course. And um, there's a big crowd of people. Woohoo! Party time. This is like some fun. You know, when two people are fighting. And then um, 
So they're fighting, Orm and Arthur are fighting. And, you know, Orm is dragging down into the lava pit and then Arthur, you know, escapes. And then, um, you know, then, then Orm has his trident to destroy Arthur's fork and they have this, all this big thing in the arena. And then, um, then, then this is when Mera comes in with her watercraft and they escape and, um, cause Mera will intervene in this, you know, um, getting Arthur from out of Orm's clutches. And so they're escaping in her watercraft cause it's really cool and you gotta have cool watercraft. They're able to just jet away from all the bad guy. And so Orm and all his men are chasing them down and then their ship is shot and then they escape again. And then Orm believes that they were killed. And then of course, they're not dead. And the two are hiding in the mouth of a well. So here you think of Pinocchio or Pinocchio was in the mouth of the well, remember? And even in the Bible, there, there was like where, I forget who was in the mouth of the well. So there's a lot of like symbolic and mythology things here at the mouth of the well. Pinocchio and even in the Bible. And so author tells the whale to take them somewhere safe above the surface. So the whale takes them out. And then Orm finds that, what? No way. Author and Mara are still alive. Then he orders his commanders to go find them. But um, Nerus forces Orm to ensure, uh, 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 we have a deal, you and I. Uh, uh, I'm a king and that's my daughter and she's betrothed to you, Orm. You better not do anything to my daughter, Mara. So she better come back here safely, but you can do whatever you want to Arthur. So of course he's gonna tell the commandos to go find Arthur Mira. And then um and then uh so then of course uh, Arthur Mira go on this cool plane and then they go to the Sahara Desert. And then they jump out, of course, with no parachutes because it's an action movie. It's a marvel. They, they're able to do these kind of things, and it's expected, and it's camping, and it's 